Welcome to the Team Builder Show, where the most successful team leaders share how to build, scale, organize, and ultimately maximize your sales team results. Hey, welcome back to the Team Builder Show. Today I've got Coach Alisa Essig in the house, Compass Team, right from the Baltimore area, right here in sunny Las Vegas. So, Alicia, I think it's important for people to get backstory and context for what we want to discuss today. The last couple of shows, um, I'm sure you've watched a few of them. I'm interviewing your peers that are running these 15-person teams, 30-person teams, 40-person teams, talking about having 125 salespeople on their team. But you and I have had these conversations, and you're doing training for us where you're, you're showing people from solo agent to a small team in five moves. I really want to unpack that today. But but first, give people context for you, your journey, how long in the business, what your business looks like today. So, um, 25 years in the business. Uh, got, I'm, a, I'm an OG. Like, I'm yeah. not a second career. This has yep. been my only career. And I started in 1998, mm-hmm. joined an office. You know, it was, it's literally like they said, you know, it was like, here's your desk, here's a phone, and, you know, kid. knock yourself out of the park. And yeah. so... I did that, and so mm-hmm. I was solo for yeah. the first nine years of my career. Yeah, and after those nine years, I was invited to become a manager. Bingo! So I took that invitation, became a manager, worked for a few different brands and firms, and learned the um, executive level mm-hmm. side of mm-hmm. things. Where I was then, I I oversaw teams that either worked or didn't work. Right. I um, I saw people building teams. So I and and that's when you and I got connected. Was mm-hmm. when I was managing. I knew I wanted to get back into sales and I knew I didn't want to do it alone. And so I always said, when I go back to sales, I'm going to build a team. Yeah. I got the invitation to become a coach with you in 2015 and I set out to go and build a team and I was going to get back into sales and I was like, I'm not going to do this alone because doing it alone just sucks. Right. It it just sucks. Right. Um, And I did it for so long by myself that I was like, there's no way I'm doing this by myself again. Yeah. Um, I think that's the key distinction because it's not that it sucks for everybody, but you knew because you did the grind for nine years, then you went into management and you, Mm -hmm. when you go into management, you see it from a different perspective. You're like, I hired these three agents. One killed it. Two died. I thought the two that were going to die were going to make it. And the one that was going to die actually killed it. Exactly. Like this is a crazy experiment every day. So you saw all of that, which gives you- a better context when you say going solo sucks. Yes, totally. And and the thing is too, I saw leaders trying to be leaders that really either weren't prepared, weren't properly trained, um, or just really shouldn't have been leaders, no offense yeah. to them. Sure. And they weren't running great operations and they would crash and burn incessantly and they would say, well, why aren't my agents staying with me? Or, right. you know, why, you know, and they, or they wouldn't assistant. get out of production yeah. and they can't keep an assistant, things like that. And so I just learned all of the things not to do by observation. I also, as the manager, did mm-hmm. a lot of deal doctoring. Of so course. when the agent didn't behave well, which we all have those moments, mm-hmm. you know, I was the one that that dealt with the very angry people. Yes. So it also gave me some chops into having those difficult conversations, mm-hmm. which, you know, helped my coaching practice. It helped me in my team. It helps well. you be a better mother to your daughters. <laughs> That's like, true too. Your husband might second guess some of this. But, um, okay, so, so that... First of all, thank you for sharing that. And just for context, so 2015, you get back in. Mm -hmm. You partnered first. I did, which you were like, no. Um, But I did it anyway. I was wondering if you were going to share that. So, (laughs) Yeah, no. um, You were like, why are you partnering? And, um, you know, the imposter syndrome thing is Mm -hmm. real. And I don't think I, you know, vulnerably speaking, I don't think I 
believed enough in myself. I mean, my husband and I were just having an imposter syndrome conversation two months ago. Right. You know, so I... I think I felt, you know, this person in my local market, I had hired her in, mm-hmm. in the office. I had yep. trained her. I enjoyed her. We worked well together. And yep. so I thought this would be a great operation. She was well connected in a higher price point. Yep. It's something we also talk it's about. A great mistake. And, and I was like, okay, you know, she's connected in a higher price point. I have all the skills and knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, together this should be a powerhouse, yeah. you know, or, organization. Yes. Um, it, it didn't. <laughs> yes. Um, so it... It fell apart because we had very different priorities. We were mm-hmm. in different stages in our life. Yes. And, um, and she was just not interested in building a business. Um, and, you know, no offense to anybody who's, who's listening, but if, if she was a very transactional agent, it was just about, you know, just doing the deals and not necessarily building a business. Yes. And I yes. wanted to build a business. It's so interesting. Um, tomorrow I'm interviewing Tim Grover, and he said it differently, but I, but I interpret it the same way, and I think you will too. He was like, people without a destination that grind end up as dust. Yes. Like yes. you were building a business and nothing, she was selling a lot of houses, but it was one after another, but there was no, there was no goal line. There was no, what does success look like? There's no, well, and there was just no like system or done? strategy behind it either. Right. It was, right. you know, she didn't want to do the, the business setting up things that would create, you know, I don't mean to sound like you, but I love what you say. So to create that repeatable, scalable business, yes. she didn't want to do those things. And, right. you know, and then we, um, so in, we let it ride. We weren't originally, and we'll talk about this um, to, too, but mm-hmm. we weren't originally going to do anything other than be a partnership. Yeah. And so I came to an elite retreat, I think it was like 2017, and you, we talked about teams. And I went back and I was like, Honey, we're doing this all wrong. And we, we Honey, really, your husband or honey, your partner? Honey, the partner. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, everybody's honey. But yes. I was like, honey, we're doing this all wrong. And so I was like, we should, we should build a team. Yeah. So we, you know, bring on some agents. We, we had already brought on this amazing operations coordinator. And we start bringing on some agents. And, you know, again, we're getting some friction in the sort of operationalizing of mm-hmm. things, whereas she just wants to sell houses. And yeah. I want to operationalize everything to make this the selling of houses easier Better. and sumer, smoother. Yes. But she just didn't want to do that and kind of kept rejecting things. In addition to that connection to that um, higher price point, she wasn't introducing me to those people either. Right. So I'm like, okay, we partnered because you were connected to a higher price point and because I have the business knowledge, but you're not really doing either. So this is not working. So at the end of 2018, we had a divorce conversation. So we, um, but at that time we had built a bit of a team. Mm -hmm. And so we called it, we got divorced, but stayed together for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Hallway sex. Yes. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Um, So we got divorced, but stayed together for the kids. Um, And that was, and then we changed brokerages, which needed to happen for a number of reasons. And so, um, continued to build the team and, and as with any business operations, and I think, you know, any CEO or business owner knows there is attrition and you can't get away from that. So, um, we had some people coming and we had some people going and that bothered her too. Um, so we didn't change the name. She took it personal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that didn't bother me so much because I had been in a management for so long and I had seen people come and go and I knew the game for lack of a better word. Yep. So um, 
we changed brokerages and I, since we were now divorced and I owned the team, I was able to do all of the business building things that are part of the um, five steps. And I was able to implement lead sources and, and, you know, real structure. Right. Which is why then, you know, we went, we had sort of stuck at this 40, 55, somewhere between 40 and like 55 transactions between the two of us. Even with a few team members, we Mm -hmm. still just couldn't seem to get out of that. But when we divorced... And I was able to put in all of these things in place. We went from 55 to 130 transactions. Bang, bang. I'm so proud of you. It was awesome. I mean, just like just the journey of our relationship yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. be here right now. Um, so let's talk about the zero, you know, like solo to, to really getting that team going in five moves. Okay. Let's go, let's go uber tactical with them. Sure. What's number one? Number one is really two. Um, number one is actually two questions that you yeah. have to ask yourself. Good. The first one is, why do you want a team? Yeah. And there's any... Is there a right answer? No. I don't think so. Okay. I I'm think a greedy, there's, I'm there's a greedy a son of a bitch answers. and I want to abuse people. Pardon me? I'm a greedy son of a bitch and I want to abuse people. That's a wrong answer. Okay. I just want to be, I just want to be clear. Right? I think there's a lot yeah. of right answers yeah. and there might be a few wrong answers, yeah. but there... But don't say something that isn't true and real for you. It's, I'm taking your words out of your, you know, your own mouth. Like, 100%. Right. So you have to be authentic and real. Like the thing about leadership and that's what it is. Like when you're going through this journey of deciding that you want to be in leadership, because mm-hmm. if you want to start a team, that is what you're doing. You're yep. saying, I want to raise my hand and be a leader. Yep. And when you want to be a leader, you have to understand what kind of leader you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so you have to ask yourself a series of questions like, well, what kind of leader do I want to be? And, and are your needs more important than your team's needs? Right. And you know, there's a whole series of questions. Mm-hmm. There's leadership podcasts and leadership books that you can read yep. to help you determine yep. what kind of leader you want to yep. be. Um, I am the type of leader that I wanted to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. I, um, when I managed and that's, I, I learned and honed in that skill when I was managing, like to the point where my, the team, the group of agents that I had recruited and built this culture, um, they actually had an acronym called AA, um, no, what WWAD, what would Alicia do? Oh yeah. And, um, and so these agents will still text and call me years later about things. Yes. Um, and that's the, and, and that's the type of group that I created. So I wanted this collaborative, um, beautiful, like I'm going to take care of you. And you mm-hmm. know, when an agent came to me and said, Hey, I, I have a question. I wouldn't always necessarily answer it. I would say, go, you know, who's really good at that. You know, David's really good at that. Go right. ask David. Right. Um, and that fostered that, that, collaboration and, mm-hmm. and love for each other and respect for each other. And that's the kind of leader I wanted in my team. So is number one, why do you want it? And two is what kind, what kind of, of team leader you want? Okay. What kind of team you want? What right. So now we're talking want. models, correct? Right. Small, mid, large. No, um, it's, act- you know, you can have, no, the types of teams yeah. that I'm talking about are, um, you've, you've referred them like what is it? Something in minions you say and oh here yeah here right, on the here minions, minions which is not designed to upset you right, but it's, yeah, the, no, it's not. the person that builds everything around them their Madonna right. and no one else matters. So the way they're classified that I have broken them down mm-hmm. is they are um, the team leader model, which yep. is the team leader is like the face, the brand, right. and everybody the generator, only the supports agent. that yep. brand, right? Yep. Um, and then there is the and there's nothing wrong with that model. Absolutely. 
Um, then there's something called the lead team model, where again, it's kind of the the, the team brand, but the team brand feeds the team yes. all of the business, which means we that got if, Google Flex from Zillow, yes. RDC, we're bringing a ton of leads. We mm-hmm. need 50 50 splits, yep. we need conversion of this, mm-hmm. 35% referral. ISA teams, the whole they, nine you know, yards. All the, yep. the whole nine yards. And I, my team is a little bit of a hybrid of both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the third type of team? The third type of team is like the teamerage, like the brokerage model. Like the mega mega team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like the which um, is Bob the hybrid Cito's of the, huh? yeah, but that that's in my experience that the, right, but they're they've got um, they've got a career path for their agents. It's not just come in, sell a bunch of houses. You know, here's the referral fee, blah blah blah. But it's mm-hmm. like evolve from that into your own agent and have your own past clients in your own sphere and we're going to support you that way and then maybe you start your own team inside the team like they really think about the journey mm-hmm. and we're all going to lose agents but you know right. you're going to lose less because you're giving me a career path that's a, a bigger volume right team. teamerage yeah yeah um so one is why mm-hmm. two is what, what type mm-hmm. what's the second one what's the second of the evolution of the five moves the second is understanding your numbers Okay. This is you, if you're running a solo business mm-hmm. and you are considering getting into hiring a team, yep. you now have to run a business. Right. You, if you business are currently a, right, business is math, marketing is math, everything mm-hmm. is math. Yep. And so you have to know what your revenue, your expenses are because your next step is to hire someone. Mm-hmm. And you have to hire that right-hand person. Right. And so, you know, as a combination of understanding your numbers and understanding where your revenue is coming from, you know, when I hired my operations coordinator, she started part-time, this was like 2017. She's been with me, whatever, five years. And she she was like, do you guys have enough business? Because she was worried that we wouldn't literally right. be able to pay her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I joke with her now. I'm like, do you still think we don't have enough business? <laughs> She's like, slow down. <laughs> I know, I know, slow down. I know we have to hire uh, an assistant for her, um, you know, which is all part of the growth. But yeah. yeah, so you have to know so that you don't fall flat on your face. So if you don't do a full assessment uh-huh. of your numbers, your production, your revenue, your expenses, your tax basis, all of that, then you have to have all of that set, you know, not fully set up. Mm -hmm. because you may not be good at it which is why you want to hire somebody but you need to at least have a basic understanding of what your profitability is thank you so that you can then go and use that money to reinvest it into your business bingo the other piece to it is that last piece is the real deal in my mind like you know don't go blindly into this like okay if I'm making Mm -hmm. I'm making up numbers I'm making $200,000 net to me before Mm -hmm. my taxes but I'm now going to go hire somebody at seventy or eighty thousand dollars. Like immediately, you think, "Oh my God, I'm only going to make one thirty. Exactly. Right? Instantly. Well, the answer is yes if you don't grow. But you're not exactly. putting this person in place to not grow. Exactly. But there is that J curve, which we talk about all the time as coaches. 100%. That I start here like, "Oh my God," and then all of a sudden we're like this. That was the best move I ever made. But but when you're sitting here and mm-hmm. you're like, "I'm going to hire a seventy thousand dollar person." Oh my God, like what's it's my spouse going to think? I'm so not going to make money. Yeah. And then that initial, you yep. know. Whoosh. I've had so many coaching clients that have been right at that precipice yeah. where they're so incredibly worried. And and even, you know, whether it's myself, I, it's it's terrifying. Right. Like, absolutely. So that's why it's super important to understand your profitability so that you yes. can make that decision and move into it. It's also super important to understand that, there is the J curve, which means yeah. once you've hired that person, you're not going to necessarily see that return on investment for p- 
potentially a year. Right. Or more. Right. Um, Spend it upon the roll and, mm -hmm. you know, but no doubt. But like, I think everybody would say, you know, you, you and I and the collective of all of our coaches, when they hire that lead assistant, when they hire that great operations person, project manager, like the initial shock of a $6,000 a month, you know, oh my God, right? Very quickly when you realize how much time you just bought back. Now the question is, can the agent actually allow them to do the job and so, go through the J curve or do they carry them down into the tranches and get in trouble? It's funny you say that because that actually goes back into what kind of leader and you why, yep. you know, why do you want to be a leader? Because if you are not ready to delegate, you are not ready to start a team. Right. Um, okay, I, that's a mic drop. What? Let's go to number three. Okay. Because <laughs> that was a mic drop. <laughs> if you're not ready to delegate, you're not ready to run a team. Bam. <laughs> Boop. Okay. Um, Cut that. I want that on Instagram. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Number three. Okay. So number three is then hiring that person. Yes. And, and really digging in, taking your time, understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are, understanding. You Does know, that mean I should do a disc profile on myself? Should I do bank? Like, what does that mean? It means all of those Because everyone thinks that their strengths are plentiful. <laughs> right? Nobody can market the home better than me. Nobody can launch the listing better than me. Nobody can type in in the computer better than me. <laughs> Everyone believes that. Like, to, when, you, when you're a solo entrepreneur, I'm not kidding. Like, if you don't believe that, you don't get anything done. There is right? there is that. And there's also, I think, because real estate is so... Um, Client you're, first. It's client you gotta first. got to do everything. It, exactly. And if you don't, I mean, I've had this argument with agents countless, you know, whether it's coaching clients or managing agents. I can't imagine you arguing. Uh, no. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> what? Um, but, you know, letting go yeah. of, of the need to be in control of those yes. things. There it is. Yes. That's you know, it. letting go. And, and the thing about it is when you dive, like lean into leadership, mm -hmm. um, if you hire people and then don't let them do the job you've hired them for, they will run out the door right. so fast right. because the message that that person, the leader is now sending is, I don't trust you. You can't do the job. Um, and so that person's going to feel unvalued, unworthy, and, right. and they're going to go somewhere else that feels that where they do feel valued right. and worthy. People want to be challenged. They want to be well compensated. Mm -hmm. They want to grow. Mm -hmm. So you got to hire the right person, but you got to start by first recognizing your strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And then am I hiring the yin to my yang or I'm hiring yang and yang? Um, I would initially hire the yin, yin to your yang mm -hmm. because there's always, if you're honest and vulnerable, vulnerability mm -hmm. is the birth of growth and creativity. But if you're honest and vulnerable with yourself, then there are things you are not good at. There are things that you suck at. Yeah. And that has to be in a way repaired or patched before you can start to grow. Correct. So, you know, for example, in my own journey, mm -hmm. um, and I remember you going, you need a profit and loss, you need a profit and loss. And I was like, I kind of have one, but I didn't really fully. And so um, I hired my operations coordinator and one of her first things to do was to really sink in and yeah. get it all into QuickBooks. And, you know, now it is like, she, she reconciles every right. single month and right. works the, with the accountant. And, you know, so, I mean, my books are awesome. Taxes are paid. Everything Absolutely. is organized. 100%. You know, every dollar spent. Yes. You know, what lead generation works, what doesn't. Absolutely. I mean, that's, yes. like, that's business. So, tracking is yeah. not my strong suit. I don't yep. like that kind of stuff. That's exactly. So, understanding what you're, what you're not. So, I attended, um, <clears throat> I think it was my very first summit in 2015. Kyle Whistle stood on stage with a big, what looked like a bomb With a big thing. giant. Yeah. yeah, we were in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And he, um, he talked about this exercise that bong thing for the record it was a giant cocktail was that what it was it yeah. was a giant cocktail okay it was yeah. just this really tall glass and i was like what is <laughs> was, he doing it looked more like bourbon street in new orleans yes, but yes did. yeah yes. Anyway. He, really, he, he came up with a bong uh yeah no, he was smoking kind of pot bong. on like, stage it was great like, <laughs> i'm so 
sorry. Welcome, welcome anyway. to the summit. So yes. he he talked about this exercise that I never let go. Yeah. It's um and I would have my coaching clients do it. I have my agents do it. I've done it myself. Mm-hmm. Take a blank piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of the page, write on one side stuff I love, on the other side stuff I hate. And yeah. he said, and it literally just stuck with me. He's like, and then hire somebody to do the hate column. Right. And so I've done that with countless coaching clients. I've done that with my agents. I've done that mm-hmm. myself. And you know, your first hire should be the person that takes care of everything on that I hate list. Yeah. So, um, Courtney, we need to steal that. That's a whole show right there. I got you. Okay. <laughs> We're not editing. We're just, I'm just having a conversation with Courtney in the middle of our podcast. Okay. Let's go to, so I hire that person. Yes. Inside of number three, do you give any insight on Indeed, LinkedIn? Yes. Wise Hire, Indeed. Wise LinkedIn, Hire. All of Big shout out to Wise Hire. Like they're doing mm-hmm. bang up job yeah, for a lot Wise of Yeah, Wise Hire is awesome. I just used Wise Hire to make my, like I had, again, as you grow, you mm-hmm. have to continue to add. You know that. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, so this year, you might have noticed my social media is a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. Congrats. I hired Congrats. a killer marketing person. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Isn't I, it amazing? It is. Were you afraid? J-Curve? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. What's it going to cost? Oh, yeah. Uh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, then you get Courtney, and you're like, oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or, or you're Let's like... Let's talk more about people, it like she's not in the show right now. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> or people are like, man, you're killing it on social media. And yep. I'm like... And I call her, her name's Veronica, and I call her and I'm like, everybody is noticing what you're doing. Yeah. Like it was within yeah. a week. Yeah. Somebody in my brokerage was Bam. like, what are you, did you, literally she DM'd me. She was like, yeah. did you hire a new marketing person? I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> did she do the video of you walking around that like, like $10 million house or something? Oh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was so cute. That that's that was a, awesome. That's not a ten million dollar house, but well, whatever. It, yeah. But it was like, but again, your market it was like a really expensive home. Yes, it was a, a beautiful, expensive home, and yes, yeah. she did that. Yeah, that was like I was like, oh, I hired that. Uh-huh. I was like, that uh-huh. was good. That I was know, nice. I see it. I'm and like, it was like behind the scenes, like, like you're just like, this is what it looks like mm-hmm. to live in. And you're like, you're like, I could like I could see myself living in a place like this is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so number three is so hire the, hire right, the right people. Um, I and love it immediately needs to be an operational person. Um, to take care of the things that you're not good at yep. so that you can then really be a well-rounded, like you've got this like rock star solid foundation. Yeah. So the first five moves are all about building that foundation. You cannot put a roof on a house that's not no. built. So, no. you know, understanding your why, your what, then, you know, you go into your budgeting and your numbers, then you hire that right person. Now it's like, okay. Yep. Right. So, but the thing is, depending on what kind of team you want, you also have to understand where your production is going to come from. Right. So then it's like, if you, this is number four, this is number four. So then you need to either get more leads Mm -hmm. for the agents or build out coaching systems. You know, four and five are kind of similar because five is all about that culture and your your systemizing your meetings and your coach if if you are the coaching kind of you're team leader you're operationalizing all communications exactly. all training yes. how you're you're the answer to the question remember a billion years ago when we were in palm desert this is how we do it around here yes right this is our playbook it's this your is standards. how we run our business our yeah. sops right yep. so i want to go back to four though so you're saying inside of four mm-hmm. i've now added these people or i've added this person and maybe potentially more mm-hmm. now it's like okay i'm I'm biting off seventy thousand. I'm just using that as an example. Seventy thousand dollars in new salaries. My expectation is now freed up this much. Mm-hmm. Is the onus just on the individual? Should they be looking at paid lead sources? Should it just be their database? Is this the time to start a short-term campaign, not a geo farm, which is going to take longer? Like inside of this, don't you think they have to look at all of that? Mm-hmm. And shouldn't they maybe do that simultaneously while they're hiring? Because you and I both know, like, you implement a new lead source, maybe outside of your database or Zillow or like an online, like, spend some money, get a lead. Most everything takes 120 days 
before you start to mature. If not more. Yes, right? exactly. So farming could be six months a year, right? Yes. So, so, you know, when you decide you want to be a leader and people will be attracted to you for what you are good at and what you're known for. Yeah. Um, in my case, people were attracted to me because I have that training piece and I have this incredible database nomination strategy. Right. And so when I said, okay, we're going to bring people on, the first thing they do is enter into our existing SOP on mm-hmm. our database nomination strategy. Yeah. So like that's a number one. Then they go through the training. They talk about, you know, the five, five fours and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And then they start getting added into the lead rotation as a supplement, right? Yep. One of the things that always attracted me to your coaching company was the fact you're, you know, there's no wrong way to get a lead. Right. So it's like, and, and you know, everybody knows your past clients and center of influence are going to be your Better highest be heart and, and best yep. ROI. Yep. Lowest but, cost, no referral fee. Exactly. But there are Limitations. It doesn't always it doesn't always produce. Yeah. So yeah. you have to have um, additional pipeline items, yeah. and so that is part of why I've created the team that I created yeah. is so that then the agents they can say, okay, I'm going to farm this, or it's a newer agent. I just hired a brand new agent. She's like 23. I'm so excited. She was kind of failing on her own, and um, you know she's she's local to the market, but she she has a little sphere of influence. But I will be able to feed her with the lead sources right. while she's learning how to right. massage her sphere of influence. Right. And she'll sell. I mean, I hired another brand new agent. He did 28 deals his first year yeah. under my yeah. guidance. Yes. In your culture. In my culture. So, so what kind of team am I building and what kind of leader am I going to be? Correct. What's the ideal model for me? Mm-hmm. Three is like really my first hire, mm-hmm. if I'm getting that correctly. And you're hiring. I love the the Kyle example of love hate. Yeah, it's get get all the hate off your list. Get and, all the and hate you're off your flourish. list. Four is this sort of simultaneous, as I see it, right from the very beginning, almost or really one and two. Like, why am I doing this, and what kind of model? Mm-hmm. Someone there, you're going to ask yourself, am I going to be a purely by you know referral, my past clients and sphere? Am I going to expand beyond that? Am I going to have a digital presence, social presence? Mm-hmm. Are we going to geographic farmers like? Dave Robles built his entire brokerage on right. geographic farming, right? Exactly. So there's, there's no wrong way to do it, but whatever you do, you got to go all in. You right? got to go all in and you have to, you know, again, it's not, it's the same thing you say all the time. You just have to be consistent. You just right. have to do it. You just have to right. keep doing right. it. So someone is going to listen to this and say, this just sounds too simple. <sighs> the path is the path. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen is, the mistakes you'll make is you won't delegate. Yeah. Um, you won't hire the right person. You um, you don't have the the culture, the coaching, the training, whatever, right? Yeah. Or you'll think because you recruited an agent, they stayed with you for a little while and then they left. Your first agent that leaves you is going to be like your first major like, breakup. Yes. <laughs> Like when I was no one will ever managing, me again. Yeah. I had recruited this agent and I helped her grow. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, like not to sound super cheesy, but like I probably like fell in love with this girl. Like I yeah. loved her. Yeah. We bonded immensely. And then she upped and left. Yep. And I was devastated. Oh yeah. I mean, I was devastated. Yeah. And so to understand and expect the attrition, expect you, you know, it's just, I had this huge aha when I was managing. Mm-hmm. Recruiting and growing a team is no different than building a real estate business, right? It is literally the same thing. You have to have a pipeline of agents. You have to have your existing agents and you have to have your, you know, your like- It's, it's it, a funnel. It, it's the funnel. Top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of the funnel. Like, like it, the second people get recruiting and retention and all that is just funnel. That's all it is. It's, yes. Even once they're in, like, okay, they're still trying to figure it out. 
they're finally getting there. Okay, now they're fully baked. That took me 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. Yep. And now how long can I keep them there satisfied before I have to switch to comp plan? Correct. It's all models. It's yes. all numbers. Okay, number five, we've got to be mindful of time. We were trying yep. to keep this in 30 minutes. <laughs> is It sounded like culture. Yes. And culture's culture, so coaching, big. Yeah. yeah. Like community culture, mm-hmm. training, personal development. Yep. How we do it around here. Exactly. Right? But this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. So so give us an example of what you recommend. Um, like, is there a set playbook for culture or a process of questions I need to ask myself to be my best self for the culture? So again, it all stems from what kind of team you're having, right? Yeah. So let's say you're a lead team model. Well, if you're a lead team model, then from a culture perspective, you need to be having prospecting nights and calling nights yeah. and, you know, yeah. and, and, yep. and morning role plays and yeah. like all of that yep. is rules and rotations for exactly. leads. And yes, if, if you have a more of a collaborative culture mm-hmm. where each agent kind of runs their own business inside of the team, mm-hmm. then it's, it's more of a coaching model and yeah. it's, you know, it's a sharing model, a masterminding type yes. model. Yes. So it, it all depends on what the model is. Yeah. My model being the way it is, I do one-to-one coaching um, with everybody on the team every other week. Yeah. I um, do a twice-a-week m- morning huddle. I do a team meeting on the alternating weeks that they're not getting coached. Um, the team meetings consist of four main topics. It consists of lead generation, servicing existing clients, marketing your business, and running your business like a business. Um, systems, organization, systems, exactly. improvement, finances. Right. Right. Um, With the addition of the marketing coordinator, she actually works with them, uh, with the agents once a month to set up their um, marketing plan for the following month. Mm -hmm. So she can help, you know, hold them accountable to doing shooting videos or, you know, posting on social things like that. Like that's my team's culture so that they are empowered. I've learned from, again, working with you and being the manager that I'm being, when people feel empowered, they will literally do all the things. Yeah. So the more empowered I make them feel and um, also make it easy for them, then they just, they'll do it and they'll yeah. love you and yeah. that's that's it. Bang. Yeah. Okay, I'm so happy I finally got you on a podcast. Thank you. I'm so I'm happy so to be happy. here. So five moves, zero, from basically solo to you know building your small team, and then obviously you've given light to the fact that your team has become very large in the last you know, couple of years, and you did all this through the pandemic, which is, I, we should almost do a separate podcast just on that, because they're just, like how much I know about the details. The pandemic was hard. Right. I mean, like you guys, you, you lived it, and yet, I want to say thank you to you from the entire ecosystem, because- you know, you, every time I would call and say, Hey, we do this show for me on pivot. You were like, no problem. Right. <laughs> and I almost think, even though I was like f- floating a safety net to you to say, we, we need you. Cause you're going to help a bunch of people. I think that also helped you. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause you were like, stop thinking about my own shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me go help a bunch of people. Absolutely. I mean, we could talk about the pandemic for another 30 minutes, so I won't bother you, but yeah, the pandemic was interesting and difficult and mind blowing also. Right. And, um, and really hard. Yeah. But you led through it. I did. Yeah. I did. It could be a redhead thing. Well, you know, I looked at it. It's funny. It could be a redhead thing. But I looked at it as, um, and again, a whole nother podcast. Yes. I've had a shitty enough life that maybe the universe gave me a pass on this one because, you know, I'm so grateful nobody near me got in too terribly right. sick or right. I didn't lose anybody. But yet people around me all had yes. that experience. And yes. I felt that I was spared yeah. Either because I needed to be strong for them or because I I don't know. 
but I'm just, I am very grateful. I was thinking of what uh, one of my longest personal coaches, Teresa Jabbar, would say to me, the universe is unfolding exactly as it should. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, but why? She's like, because it is. Because it is. And I was like, okay. She's yeah. like, this is just your path. Yeah. And, and you do your path well, so. Oh, I have one yeah. other small thing. So yeah. when you are setting out to build a team, you must be authentic. Yes. If you are even remotely inauthentic, then number there's two things that are going to happen. One, you're going to burn out really fast yeah. because you're faking it. Yeah. And two, they will sniff it out. Yep. Whoever and they, meaning anyone you hire, any agents, any, any staff, anybody, mm -hmm. they will sniff it out in two seconds and they'll think you're fake and they'll walk away. Yeah. So authenticity is so incredibly important. I agree. I agree. And, uh, and you know, maybe you go back and you write the, here's the thing I, here's the things I like about myself. Here's the things <laughs> I don't like. And you try to do more of this and less of that and you win. Okay, we got to bounce to this podcast, but again, as I said in the very beginning, it's about time we finally got you on the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing and all the contribution that you make, not just to your office, but to your market as the former like board president. And like you've done a lot of different things, um, <laughs> but you know you are a light inside of our ecosystem as a, as a client, as a coach, as a leader. So thank you. Thank you. All right, see you soon.